You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls getting their second blowout victory in a row. We're going to talk about all the things that went into that game, plus DeMar and Zach combining for 56 points. We're getting to all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's promo code, that's pro, prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, the Bulls. New look Bulls get their second blowout victory in a row. I'm not going to lie. Looked pretty questionable there in the first half. The Bulls came out and responded very well in the second half of the game. Zach and DeMar having a very efficient night, each scoring, combining for 56 points. Uh, Vooch having, I think it was what, ended up being 13 and 13, something like that, 16 and 13. Um, how'd you feel about this game overall, brother? I felt like this was a, uh, this was a big game to see, right? Because seeing the blowout win doesn't really show you much. Right, it shows you that hey, you outscored the other team by a lot, and we could pick some things defensively out from there. But to me, this was more of a defensive game. I thought that the Bulls they, they didn't shoot from three at all well for most of this game, right? But outside of that, we saw a difference in a team that okay, we didn't shoot the ball well, we're not shooting the ball well from the mid range, we're not getting what we want on the inside, we weren't able to uh, knock down our three ball at all. Those are usually the games where the Bulls kind of play defense well. They kind of play defense well. And then by the time that third quarter gets there, they got nothing left because they're just like, okay, well, we're done playing defense. We got to try and outscore these guys. We didn't see that tonight. And I think that that's really impactful. It's good to see that they came with the defensive intensity for most of the night. I really feel like um, them being able to hold on defensively and not miss on their, uh, not miss on switching, not miss on uh, playing the passing lanes, understanding where they needed to be on the court at all times tonight. Mm. Seemed like it really made this game attainable for the Bulls. And, and to me, right, like that's that's what you're trying to do. You're not going to be able to go out there and outscore everybody every night. It's, you're just not, right? But some nights there has to be that willingness to commit to defense. And yeah, the Bulls are a top seven defense right now in the NBA based on these metrics. But we understand that, that as people that have watched this team all season, situationally, they're not. Yeah. Tonight, situationally, they were. And I think that that makes such a huge difference on the on the final score because here's the thing. You still got that quarter where all of a sudden they couldn't do anything and you were able to knock down your shots. You were able to yeah. pop off DeMar DeRozan going off for a big fourth quarter. Zach Levine coming in, giving you some quick buckets. Kobe White finishing off the game and dominating for most of that fourth quarter. Those are the moments that you have. Just keep them held close enough defensively so that your offense finally can kick in. That's what I like that I saw tonight. This was only the second game this season that the Bulls did not allow a 30-point quarter from the opposing team. Jesus. That's huge, bro. And then when you when you look at in the second <laughs> half, I was about to get in the second half, they only the Wizards only scored 37 points in the second half in total. 
Yeah. That's that's great defense, man. That's right. Yeah, there's always going to be some of the other team just not hitting shots, but we've seen two games in a row now where the Bulls have played good defense. They've rotated out very well um, uh, on shots to close out on shots. It's just this team is just it's, it's a different team. It very much so is a different team, and I appreciate what we're seeing from this team. Let's talk about the efficient nights, though, from DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Zach going 11 of 18 from the field for 27 points. DeMar DeRozan 11 for 15 from the field with 29 points. There were times in that first half, especially towards the middle of the second quarter that half, it seemed like DeMar and Zach both kind of went into business for themselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. But to your point, give you your credit, the point guard of Pat Bev basically said, hey, listen, listen to me. I got you guys. And I love how Pat Bev communicates not only the offensive but defensive side of the ball, but – him saying them trusting him, right? Them trusting not only him having the skill, but them trusting him to get the, them the ball and and get them in the flow of their offense. I think it paid huge dividends for the, this. Was the this the Zach and Zach and Demar scoring this way reminded me of how it started off at the start of last season, where it wasn't just picking their spots; it was they were literally operating well within the offense. And it it it's goes to me to show you that. I've asked all season, who's going to be that voice? Who's going to be the one that's going to irritate these guys? Who's going to be the one that's going to push you to be the best you that you can be? At two games in, am I 110% sold? No. I'm not saying we sign this guy to a four-year deal right after this season is over, right? Like, I'm not there yet. Like, if we go 22-0, and all right, let's have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> but I think where we are right now is showing you one of two things. The Chicago Bulls right now have somebody that's going to push them but also put them in the best position for them to be in twice in that third quarter. Pat Bev gets the ball in his hands. DeMar DeRozan wants the ball at the top of the key. Pat Bev says, down, down. DeMar goes and sets up in the post. Pat tries to get the ball to him. Brad Beal ends up fronting. But in that front, now Nikola Vucevic can cut backside wide open. Pat gives him the ball, easy bucket. Zach Levine, same thing. He comes up the other way. He's just dribbling the ball. He's getting ready to attack. Pat's standing at the half, half court. Zach looks at him, kind of gives him the wave, gets the ball. Zach comes off a double screen, gets the ball right back, knocks down a three. Those are the things that a point guard changes when you allow. And in two games right now, you've allowed Zach Levine to be your shooting guard. I want a shooting guard that can facilitate. I'm not looking for a facilitating shooting guard. Let's stop putting guys out of positions that they're not supposed to be in. Zach Levine has been able to focus on just scoring the basketball. And it has been two of the best games we've seen from Zach Levine in totality in the entire season. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Um, what do you think about DeMar in this in this game specifically? How do you think of DeMar performed in this game? I think DeMar played the assassin role. This, this is the kind of game, right, that fourth quarter. There's going to be times for that, and that's the part that I love. That there, there is a place in this NBA for DeMar DeRozan. There's some people that just think that DeMar DeRozan has no place on this team. Oh, he does. When you need a bucket, I know I can give the ball to DeMar DeRozan. You don't want to know why? Because he's got five spots on the court that no matter what defense you bring nine times out of ten, he's going to be able to knock down a shot from. DeMar DeRozan was able to play the assassin. There was a couple of times when, when it was uh, when, when they went up, I believe they went up six on us, 40, 48, 42, something like that. Um, and we just needed to get back into the game so that we could reset and start to get the offense rolling. Get a ball to DeMar. Get a ball to DeMar three straight times, comes down, gets fouled, knocks down a mid-range jumper, gets an easy layup. It's 49-48 off of the and one. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that I love to see that he's able to do. And so for me, 
you have to understand when to use the weapons that you have. DeMar's an asset, 29, and it didn't look difficult at all tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. looked like he was like, no, I'm just better than you. Like, you're not, who was it, Goodwin? Goodwin was guarding the yeah. most of there. Godwin was guarding the most of there. You're not better than me. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's Zach, too. Like, it, it was just, it was just, it's this refreshing game to see from the Bulls in the second one in a row. Um, I, I love the way that the team's playing. I love how they've come out of this all-star break with a new level of focus and determination. And the team, the energy just around the team is different. And that's yeah. the difference that Pat, that's the Pat Bev effect. We talk about the Pat Bev effect. That is the Pat Bev effect that he's had on this team um, so far in these two games. And let's see if it continues. Let's hope it does. Uh, how do you, before we go into the next topic in which we're going to talk about some of the bench players, Io DeSumo, uh, Patrick Williams and Kobe. But before we get into that, how do you feel Billy Donovan coached tonight? He coached very good game against the Brooklyn Nets. How do you feel Billy Donovan did coaching tonight? This is what happens when someone's willing to run your system for more than a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, Billy Donovan looks like a good coach again, right? All of a sudden, Billy Donovan, and I, I, I'll say this, having players that are willing to play defense does help. You could put any defensive scheme out there. When when For he sure. was playing like Amar, Arnell, or Rosen, uh, we couldn't, it didn't matter what scheme you put out there. Um, mm -hmm. DeMar's been playing better defensively since Pat Bev has been here. You could put Alex Caruso and Pat Bev on one side of the court. They were running a 2-3, and it was Alex Caruso and Pat Bev on one side of the court, and my little brother was here calling the game with me tonight, and he just was like, I feel bad for anybody on that side. <laughs> it's like, you That's know cool. what's going to happen there. You know that that side of the court is essentially going to be really, really tough to score on. So it, it makes it a lot easier for you to run your defensive sets. I thought Billy Donovan had some really good rotations. I'm intrigued by the starting lineup. I don't think that it's a starting lineup that you can run versus the best, versus the bigger teams, right? Like, I don't want to see Alex Caruso in at my power forward the rest of the season. But yeah. I do like that um, situationally right now it's worked out for you to run that kind, that sized offense, and it's okay. It's going to be interesting to see kind of uh, if there is a reinsertion of P-Will into the starting lineup or if, or if we run with Alex Caruso the rest of the way. Well, Billy Donovan already said after starting Alex Caruso, he did say that there are going to be some matchups where he has to start Patrick Williams. So we do expect that to see. And the next up, we are going to talk about Patrick Williams and Kobe and the bench's performance overall. Before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about prize picks. Now, if you guys would have would have had the over on prize picks projections, they projected Zach Levine to score 25 points today, you would have won that projection. So what is prize picks and how does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they'll go on to score more or less than the prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your entry on any Money, it's just that easy. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sports that you can watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college uh, basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, every single sport that you can imagine. PrizePix has projections on. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, Pat. So we've gotten two games now of the new look bench rotation. Uh, Kobe White cooked tonight, absolutely. Uh, but you, let's talk about the bench as a whole. Pat, Kobe, 
Io, Drummond, everyone. How would you feel about the bench performance and how they helped support the performances of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine today? Um, I thought in the first half they were atrocious. Um, yes. they, they didn't provide much. They didn't do much. Um, I mean, they, they kept the intensity defensively. That's good to see, right? But for the most part, offensively, they weren't engaging, including Kobe White, right? No, nobody was able to really score the ball that first half. And they, they looked and they were getting beat on just about every 50-50 ball the entire night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, that goes into even when they were playing better. Like Daniel Gaffer was killing y'all the entire night. He was killing Vooch too. I will say that. But he was killing most of them the entire night. Um but I thought that they turned it around in the second half. I thought I, I loved how the intensity picked up. I loved how the ball movement picked up. Um, the thing that I don't love, there's two things I don't love with where this Bulls team is at currently. Okay. How Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo have responded to being sent to the bench and their willingness to just go to the bench. They're, they, I, I keep hearing from Billy Donovan that they're great guys. They're just, they just want to do whatever the team wants to do. They just want to. You let a dude that's been on your team for two days take your job. And then Alex Caruso comes back. He's 6'4". And he's the starting power forward on your team right now. Y'all just, they just, they taking it with a great attitude, a grain of salt. I don't like to hear that. And not to say I want them to be disruptive in the locker room, not to say I want them to come out and be flipping tape, but you know what? I want there to be some fire. Especially from my fourth overall pick. There's no way that you should be looking at the dudes that are coming in and say, yeah, Alex Caruso is a better option than me at the power forward position. Because realistically, Alex is giving you, I'll give him credit, better defense, right? Better defense, on a, on a play-in, play-out basis, or better defensive intensity, I should say. I don't know if it's better defense, but better defensive intensity. He's not scoring more than P. Will did when he was in the starting lineup. He's not rebounding more than P. Will did when he was in the starting lineup. He's not shooting the three ball better than P. Will did when he was in the starting lineup. So you know what? I'm a little bit upset that my number four overall pick is like, yeah, I just come off the bench. But, but see, but you're, set, you're taking that to mean that they aren't like – you're taking Billy Donovan's words, and you say you don't want to hear that they're causing an the issue. No, they're not going to say anything other than, like, Billy Donovan's not going to come out and say, oh, yeah, you know what, Pat? Pat went off on me about starting Alice Cruz. And I think in the first game, them coming off the bench, the way that they came in with the energy they did, I absolutely think that showed that they want to prove a point about them coming off the bench. Now, this game, they just didn't play good games overall. But I don't know if necessarily you can take that. They, they're just like, all right, cool. We're just going to come off the bench just because of words from Billy Donovan. But the thing is, this ain't the first time they've been benched this season. And it was not the first time for I mean, it's not the first time for either one of them. But keep in mind, before last game, Patrick Williams was only benched for one game, and he immediately got put back in the starting lineup. Caruso blew his hip out that that same game. But it wasn't Caruso. He benched him for Javante. Javante. Javante got messed his knee up in that same game. But I, I think that's the thing, right? Like, you've already been benched this season. If Javante stays healthy, you probably stayed benched this season. And it didn't change anything about how, your intensity, your how you're coming out. Now, I will say this. Off of the bench, I did see something tonight I haven't seen from Patrick Williams all season. He cut to the basket. When shots went up, he cut to the basket. <laughs> and I was literally sitting there just watching him cut to the basket. But I, I think the thing is, right, like, with Ayo Desumu, our expectations less, yeah, because he was picked further back. For me, I'm looking at a guy that's a young guy on this team that is 
supposedly going to be the future of this team that should be living to be th uh, playing with a player that is literally just going to say, I'm going to put everybody in the best position for them to go get the ball. And he barely gets any time on the court with him because he's on the bench. Like, to me, that's that's the part where I'm like, I need to see a little more out of you, brother, especially when you get on the court. Like, at least give me that, oh, I'm benched? Bet. He's going to be the best bench minutes you're going to get the entire Well, I think he did that in the first game. He just didn't play a good game tonight. Like, he just... And that's going to happen. But I do think that he responded. Like, you got to keep in mind, Patrick Williams had the best month of his career in January. Out of 14 games in January, there were, only, there were only two games that he didn't score in double digits. And then even in February, yeah, the Bulls were struggling, but it wasn't just because of Pat, Pat Williams. And I do think the way that Pat came out in that first game, it was to prove a point. Now, this game, he still did some solid things defensively. Yeah. He only took four shots. That's not going to cut it. We need you to be more aggressive on that if, you just, if you're just cutting to the basket, getting offensive rebounds. But – I, at least for me, yeah, Billy Donovan's going to say, yeah, the guys are embracing it, but I, I'm not necessarily taking that as these guys don't care that they've benched. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm personally not taking it that way. So, but we do I, need to see more of yeah. Nets Patrick Williams than we did against Nets. Wizards Patrick Williams. Because so. here's the thing: who, who's the backup on the Wizards that should be able to slow him down? Well, granted, who, most of most of Patrick Williams' minutes out there, he still was guarding Kuzma or Bradley Bill. Uh, we we talking about the 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 lights out defense of Kyle Kuzma that we no saw. no 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 I'm talking I said he was guarding Kyle oh, Kuzma I, I, Bradley Bill he, he played he played well defensively right Pat Will still came out and gave but I think yeah. here's the thing the thing to me that sets him apart from putting Alex Caruso in the starting lineup over him is two things offensive ability and height. He's six seven. I know Pat Will can play defense. You put Pat Will out there with Patrick Beverly standing in front of him. Pat Will's going to be able to go out there and guard whoever you put in front of him. He's going to be able to yeah. play well defensively. So what are you doing on the offensive intensity side? Like you shouldn't be sitting on the bench. And maybe it's a Billy Donovan thing. May and, and but I get it. But you can see that it changed the whole team by putting yeah. Pat Bev and P Will in the, or uh, P Pat Bev, Pat Bev and uh, Alex Caruso in the starting lineup. I just want to see the Nets version of P. Will on a night-in, night-out basis because the guys that you're going up against, they they should be even less, have even less ability to guard yeah. you. I think I think we're gonna see I think we're gonna see Patrick Williams in the in the starting lineup against Toronto. I think that that length you may just have to put Patrick Williams out there, Phoenix have, maybe yeah. as well. And I I want to see what Pat Bev does to motivate P. Will. Phoenix, I don't know about Phoenix, right? Because what are you doing? You're doing uh, Alice Caruso versus KD. I absolutely could see Billy going with that matchup. No matchup you put against KD is going to work. But I absolutely could see Billy saying, I know that he's going to try and try and beat up on him. I know that he's going to try to attack. I know he's going to try to frustrate KD. Now, the, the one thing that you, and right, with P. Will being a good defender off the bench, I could see you, saying, okay, and even if Caruso gets in a little foul trouble, we could put P. Will in on the defensive end. I just, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things for me where with a lot of the top players, if you benched them, we would have we known if they had a problem. Yeah. We would have known. Right, like, it's, it's not to say I want to disrupt, but make it known, hey, yo, there's, you shouldn't have never put me on the bench. I... <laughs> but that's the thing, bro. Saying that, saying that publicly is disrupting while your team's winning. So, like, I don't know. You, you're not gonna hear. You're, you're not gonna hear a player like people. First of all, I barely know what people's voice sounds like. You're not gonna hear him say anything, right? 
And but so, the, so, you know I, but, but I, I think like you'd for, even if he was a boisterous player, you're not going to hear that saying that publicly is you say you don't want to hear something or the, him be disruptive. Saying that publicly while you're winning is the is exactly being disruptive. So you're not going to hear him say that. You're going to hear the things of yeah, they're embracing the role. You're doing that. Like you're, that's what you're going to hear. And I, I think it's important that you're hearing that from Billy Donovan, who we know for a fact Billy Donovan just says whatever the right thing is to say. I don't know about that. Billy Donovan tell the truth. He tells the truth about injuries, but the other things. Billy Donovan, he's, he, Billy Donovan is the best gaslighter in the NBA. No, no, that's AK. AK is better than. Nah, nah. I was gonna say Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan been saying the whole time, "Hey, we suck defensively." And it's like, but Billy, you're a top seven defense. We suck. Yeah, but he also <laughs> says things like, "Oh, we need to, we need to do a better job at playing Vooch," and then you don't run plays for him in the second half. Nah, I'll give you that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I want to see I want to see more fire out of P. Will because I think that's all that's missing. I, oh, I agree. Aggressive P. Will changes this team. He has all the ability in the world. Like he he literally he and even today shot the ball three ball well. Only person that could go out there and shoot the three ball at times, right? Um, being able to attack, being able to get downhill, being able to drive. There's nobody better with more ability on the team with your size. It's it's here, and the fact that, and I think it's I think it's a weak mentality here. The fact that you're just like, yeah, I'm on the bench. Okay, I'll just do what I can over here. When you're the better player, like I don't see anything Alex Crusoe does better except motor. That's it. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to do better, though. Not motor. Well, I mean, if if you can stay in good defensive positioning, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know. It irks me a little bit. It irks me a little bit. That's all, man. But hey, uh, maybe if uh, P. Will got a little bit more uh, protein in his life, he would be able to uh, to play a little bit harder, play a little bit more aggressive. You know what I mean? Maybe he needs to check out Built Bar, man. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try Built Bar. I'm going to tell you this right now. I've been working out, been getting myself back in shape, trying to get ready for this basketball tournament happening in October. And you know what? Built Bar's been there for me. I need to eat six meals a day. It is impossible to eat six meals a day, but not with Built Bar. I can have one before the gym. I can have one after the gym, and they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they build these bars to taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, it's only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around for years. We've been telling you guys, Go to built.com, use promo code locked on, still works. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four box. Uh, of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like uh, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> Let's get the intro in. All right, Pat. So the Bulls have four games next week. Um, all games that, that matter in one way or another. We start off with Toronto on Tuesday, which is important for the playoff race and, and seating, considering how tight those things are. Um, looking at the schedule, not to predict wins or anything like that, uh, but 
what do you think are going to be some of the keys for the Bulls over the over the next uh, week? We got Toronto, Detroit, Phoenix, and Indy, uh, Anna, um, all next week. I think it's what I just talked about a little bit with P. Will, right? Like you're you're going to have to be the guy to come in and give that extra oomph because that the teams we play are too big. The length of Toronto is going to be a problem for the Chicago Bulls if you got Alex Caruso out there by himself. We got Phoenix next week. Um, hopefully by the time we play Phoenix, I believe that's a Friday game, uh, he, you've proven enough that Billy's willing to throw you out there. Because he, uh, here's the thing, right? With, with how this lineup is looking and how um, Pat Bev is being able to acclimate himself into being the point guard of this team, I feel like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan being able to play their positions are going to give you that offensive push. Who's going to give you that little bit of extra oomph offensively, right? And I think that needs to be a guy that also can go down on the other end defensively in your starting lineup and still give you solid production. You're not going to get that offensively out of Alex Caruso. You're just not, like... Alex Caruso didn't come here to be an offensive juggernaut. It's not what we paid for him to do. We paid him for high defensive IQ, ability, hustle, all of that. That's why he got paid to be here in Chicago. That doesn't ha- hustle only takes you so far, right? When, when Pat Bell was getting switched on to Kyle Kuzma, we was just sitting there like, "Wow, uh, that's a matchup. Ten inches is a is a big difference." She <laughs> said, "Why? Hey, now, oh, hey. <laughs> wait a minute." Hey, you walked into that one, bro. You walked into that one. I couldn't let that one pass. You walked into that one. <laughs> but I, I just think that, right, like you, you're going to need that guy in the starting lineup that's going to be able to come out and give you a little bit more, uh, especially to win these games, right? Like these are games that we talk about, we would have talked about before and said the Chicago Bulls should be able to go out there and get two of these. Yeah. We'll see. Right, like, it, like it, it's literally at that point in the season. Every game from this point out is a we'll see, unless we like go on some magical run. I, j- I just, I think you need to be able to have a couple of rotations that you can go with because I don't think that the rotation tonight speaks to, or the starting lineup, I should say, speaks to success versus any of the teams that we're going to play this week. Maybe Detroit because Detroit's just Detroit. I mean, Detroit is Detroit, but that's the team that has also played us tough this season. Um. I mean, really, every team that's on this list has played us tough at one point or another this season. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we'll we see what this team can do. I think with the way that this team is playing now, with the intensity and focus that they're playing with on both sides of the ball, with the communication from Pat Bev, Alex Caruso, and things like that, I think that this team can punch well above their weight. They can compete with anyone. But we knew coming into this that they can compete with anyone. The biggest question is, will they? Will they yeah. do the things that are necessary for them to have success against these teams? That's going to be the biggest story this week. The Pat Bev effect, we got two games out of it. Let's see if we can make this a consistent part of our game, if we can play with this consistent level of energy and focus. If we can do that, we know we can beat anyone. But this week is going to be hugely important. When you look at um, the, the, the fact that we just beat the, the Wizards, the fact that uh, we faced the Toronto Raptors Tuesday, those are the two teams that are above us right now in the Eastern Conference standings. But then on top of that, Toronto also has two games against the Washington Wizards next week as well. This is going to be an important week for the Bulls to be able to get wins and get the wins where they can because because with the Toronto Raptors facing the Washington Wizards twice, if they, if either team sweeps and wins both of those games, it's going to drop one of those teams 
hopefully below us if we can make the moves and do what we need to do. So the Bulls have to take care of business. We've heard Zach say it. We've heard DeMar say it. We've heard Billy Donovan say it. Every game at this point is like a game seven. It's win or go home for this Bulls team. We need to see that actually in practice. We need to see the sense of urgency that we've seen from this team to execute and get these wins. They are fighting for the playoff lives right now. And the 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 lackadaisicalness, the the down on yourself, the bad body language, the not running the offense, it's not going to cut it now. From now until the rest of the season, we got, what, 21 games left on the season, 20 games, something like that left on the season. The Bulls have to execute flawlessly. That means they're going to – and that's the thing. The Bulls can still play great and lose games. I don't yeah. expect them to win every single game, but I do expect them to play great every single game, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, right now sitting above you, you got Wizards, Raptors, Hawks, and Heat. You've beaten one of those teams already. All you yeah. can do to help your fate is to continue winning. And by the way, Hawks going through a completely uh, a complete flux with their uh, new coaching situation coming in. They they got hired Quinn Snyder middle of the season, which is very interesting. Usually don't see that, but he should agree to a five year long deal. Check out Locked On Hawks uh, to hear more about that. But I, I just think that with what you have ahead of you. Nothing is, oh, my God, how are we actually going to be able to beat these teams? How are we going to be able to get above these teams? Like, it feels like you can move in the right direction in the standings versus every single one of these teams. And, I I mean, honestly, if the Bulls, again, it would have to be a magical run. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Don't don't kill me on this. But if the Bulls can go on a run, if this is the time where the Bulls finally are able to get hot, the sixth seed is still attainable. Now, that's huge, but I, I think that what you have to understand at sixth and fifth, if we're being 100% honest, if you if you look at where this team is at right now, the Brooklyn Nets are the fifth seed. They have 34 wins. Yeah, that's good. They're point. not leaps and bounds away from you. You have to handle your business, and it starts with this week, and it starts with you going out there game in and game out and maintaining this. This intensity in these two games was great. That was against teams that have not played together and really don't have things that are your weaknesses right now. Toronto Raptors now have Jacopoto, who has absolutely cooked Vooch. Uh, I don't know about cooked. They got they go they go back and forth usually. Uh, kind of the same dude. Jakob's like a young Vooch sometimes. Um, but he's played really well against Vooch. You got Fred Van Bleet, who's been really hot against uh, uh, these last 10 games, right? I'll like, tell you yeah. what, he ain't cooking Pat Bev like he cooked Ayo. I don't know about that one. I got to All right, listen. If he is, he's going to have to work harder for it. That's for sure. He might have to work harder, but I got to see what that history looks like. I feel like uh, I feel like I've seen Fred Van Vliet cook Iowa, or cook Pat Bev a, a little bit. Yeah, you know I mean, um, but it's it's just about it's just about keeping that intensity up. The Pat Bev effect is only here until it's not. And so to me, right, like I've seen it in two games and it's turned into two blowout performances. That's great. That's two games. I've seen the Bulls win two games this year. I've seen the Bulls win three games this year. You know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen the Bulls win four games in a row. That's... Haven't so, seen the Bulls be able and, and I haven't seen the Bulls win three games in a row and then just lose one and bounce back. Because usually we lose one and then we lose the next one and the next one and the next one. And then we try fair. and bounce back. That's fair. So uh Fred Van Vliet has only played a career five games against Pat Beverly. And he's averaged in those games 13 points per game, 10 assists, and 3.6 rebounds per game, and shot the ball 36% from the field. Is he starting all of those, though? Yeah, he's, yeah he started. Oh, you're talking about his, did Pat start all those? No, it saying, doesn't well, stay. It doesn't no, give me that. Pat, I'm saying did Fred Van Vliet start all those? Yeah, Fred Van Vliet started all those. I Kyle for a little while. 
Yeah, no, he's because that's they've only the first time they played each other was 2019. Oh, he started. Yeah, Kyle wasn't. Yeah, he even started. There. So, no, Kyle, Kyle was still there. Kyle Wait, there. Kyle was there. He played 26 minutes. That's the lowest. Good. That's the lowest good. minutes he's ever played against uh, Pat yeah, Bev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, uh, hopefully Pat Bev comes out and keeps that performance alive. Uh, how do? Hey, here's the thing. How do those? How do those last couple performances look? The last couple. So the last two games against Pat Bev, yeah, twenty-seven and thirteen on forty-one percent shooting. The the last game, twelve and eight on thirty-three percent shooting. I like the last one better than the first. One. Of course, of, <laughs> of course. I like that so. last one better than the first one. But yeah, man. Um, Hopefully, hopefully it works. Hopefully it works, man. Hopefully it works. I, I think that uh, the, the one thing we also have to take into account is Pat Bev getting a lot of rest in these games. He's yeah. not exactly going not out there. Not playing a lot of minutes. He's not yeah. playing a ton of minutes. It's just energy. It's just starting the game. While Pat Bev, did they play 26 minutes? He's playing bench minutes. Yeah. I mean, shout out Io still getting over 20 minutes per game in that too. So I, I like, like, zero points, yeah, one of yeah. zero rebounds. Bro, like, Anyway, but that that's it, bro. Like, we'll, we'll be here this week locked in. See how the Bulls do. We'll be here after every game this week. So make sure you guys are tuned in to hit that subscribe button. But otherwise, Pat, go ahead and send us home, brother. Hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love to the channel, man. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now make uh, for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, uh, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We out this mug. See you guys tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace.